0: Today on CityCast Chicago, we've been telling you which Illinois races are the most heated, what issues are on the ballot, and which guides are the most helpful. Even what some of the offices on the ballot actually do. So, what happened last night at the polls? Well, the CityCast Chicago team watched the results roll in last night and bring you the latest from the midterms. It's Wednesday, November 9th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. It's another election night and I'm here with the City Cash Chicago producers, lead producer Carrie Shepard and producer Samal Aliseya. It is 7.50 central time here uh, in the great state of Chicago, ah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Illinois, Chicago, right? Uh, and so we're going to be doing three rounds of, of check-ins with each other to update on the election coverage. I like to call it the City Cash Chicago live election coverage next day. <laughs> next day live election coverage <laughs> something like that uh, but we're gonna start with a few of the races that's been called what turnouts look like and, and what are some of the the issues at play in these early races producer small Ali, say i'm gonna kick it over to you let's start with turnout numbers there's a lot of conversation when we get to election season about are people going to register to vote are people going to actually turn out we're always talking about numbers give me the number for chicago what does turnout look like right now
1: Right now, uh, right as polls close at seven, uh, turnout in Chicago was just upwards of 41 percent, according to the Chicago Board of Elections. That is, uh, if you'll remember, significantly better than what we were at this time during the primary. Um, And that number uh, can still grow as mail-in ballots are counted. And those will continue to be counted for um, actually a couple weeks after the after election night.
0: Hmm. Simone you actually sent in a mail-in ballot right you you finally got around to drop it in yeah?
1: I did drop it in I did not mail it in but I, I uh, requested a mail-in ballot and then <laughs> dropped it off <laughs>
0: I went and voted this morning at the elementary school a couple blocks away and the individuals inside of there were talking very optimistically about the turnout they saw. They felt like there were a lot of people there. I got there maybe like 9, 50, 10 o'clock. They saw a lot of people. Everybody was really nice, really helpful. Like the line seemed to be moving fast. Uh, C. Shep, I know you always talk about voting in your area. Uh, You had to vote somewhere. Was it a new location today? How did that experience go uh, when you went?
2: New location, I usually vote. So I'm in Ukrainian village, so I usually vote at a Ukrainian church. Then I voted at a school. This time we voted at the field house at Smith Park. So that's a little further um, east of of where we live. And it was pretty smooth, I would say. Um, It was the first time that uh, there hasn't been a, since I've voted over here, there hasn't been a Ukrainian interpreter. Mm -hmm. Because obviously this is Ukrainian village, but there was a a voter who asked for a Ukrainian ballot. Um, I think you've probably, people have probably read or seen or maybe experienced what I experienced, which is like, the sharpie pen bleed through.
0: Yeah, I definitely <laughs> had a little bit of that. I'm left-handed and so I've tried to like work around to not get it on my on my form on my on my hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I ended up pressing a little bit. But the 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 machine still accepted me. I ain't getting no problems.
2: It first of all, I didn't know you were left-handed, which seems very odd. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> second of all <laughs> second of all, uh mine did. It bled through and it said that it overwrote one of my one of my votes for one of my races and that I would have to do it all over again. So that's pretty annoying. And especially because I had already done all the judges and I had my injustice watch (laughs) You know, I had my thing, my guide open. I had my my Golden Shrug
0: out. I had my my Injustice Watch guide. (laughs) Totally. Shout out to everybody who helped as well. You know, when you get in there, when you get your two ballots, hopefully everybody got two ballots uh, when they went to their polling place, right? You got your little, you know, your your little secret cover winning. Some of those first races that you saw, governor's race, uh, race for senator, um, those have already been called here at, you know, almost 8 o'clock. Can you give me some updates on those?
2: Yeah, I was watching. Um, I was watching our friend Amanda Vinicky at on WTTW. She was doing a live shot, and literally, you know, it's like it was like ten after seven, and it was like, okay, it's been called for. You know, the incumbent Democrat, <laughs> JB Pritzker. It was like that. It was so quick. Who? Um, sort of pounced on uh, Republican Darren Bailey, the state senator from down downstate Illinois. This is the person we've heard so much about who's referred to several times Chicago as a crime infested hellhole. Mm-hmm. But then in the last, you know, few weeks of campaigning did actually post up at the Hancock here in Chicago. So Try, trying to
0: speak a, a somewhat softer term. But when you watch the debates stuck pretty strongly to a lot of their you know, points that they made in the primary. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because you like right when seven o'clock here, I saw a lot of people looking at the turnout numbers and kind of taking that as a you know a reason to be cautious. Like, oh my God, there's a chance that you know with these type of numbers, Bailey could win. And then, like you said, Vinicky, seven minutes in was like, yeah, but it was it, it was unlikely. And then it doesn't <laughs> seem like that's how it's gonna go.
2: And like the the in little bit inside baseball, but interesting is that you know. Governor Pritzker actually wanted to go against Darren Bailey, if we recall. The but Democrats in the primary, ten million or something,
0: in his into the campaign. Yes,
2: they funded to funded the ads so that um, the Aurora mayor Richard Irvin, who had been backed by Ken Griffin, he so he wouldn't Pritzker wouldn't have to go up against him, because I think he basically knew he would trounce on Darren Bailey. So not sure how much we'll have to hear about Darren Bailey in the coming <laughs> months, years. Slash ever, um, and as of now, though nearing eight o'clock, as late as I've seen, I don't know if you guys are seeing anything different. He hasn't conceded yet. Uh, Darren Bailey hasn't conceded to to J.B. Pritzker, but I we will seen see. Senator, you said uh, Jacoby that would be um, the reelection of Democrat Tammy Duckworth over Kathy Salvi. Um, Duckworth, a Iraq War veteran. Um, she's been very active on the Committee for Veteran Affairs. She was a congresswoman.
0: The only Thai American senator, right, you know, speaks out hugely for the AAPI, um, community. And so was very yes. vocal during the height of COVID, not only to deliver resources, but also, you know, spoke out against, um, hate crimes and hate speech growing, um, throughout mm-hmm. the, the top of COVID with the previous, um, presidential administration um and so i don't think anybody expected um duckworth to to lose this and you know i'm interested to see what the the next six years um looks like for her when we talk about races up and down the ballot something that wasn't like physically on the ballot the safety act you know now that governor pritzker has won you know it, it feels like his one of his main jobs is to kind of Sure up the narrative around the Safety Act going into January 1. Um, You know, Simone, do you think that, you know, the way his campaign positioned the Safety Act, you know, to try to clear up misinformation, do you think he's in a good position to kind of calm the fear mongering down now that the ads may slow down?
1: I, I think it will be nice to not necessarily hear those ads on our air all the time. Um, that, that's some, oh something God, I'm certainly they, looking forward they, to.
0: It was a reminder why, like, cutting the cable cord was such a good idea.
1: Cause... Oh, yeah. So just as a reminder for our listeners what we're talking about here, the Safety Act uh, was a big criminal justice reform bill. does lots of different things. That was passed in 2021. Um mm-hmm. But as we've talked about on the show, as I'm sure you've you've seen, if you've seen these ads, uh, it kind of the one element of it, the the end of cash bail became this kind of uh, friction point for particularly for Republicans to use and, and sort of make these outlandish and false claims that somehow this was going to usher in some kind of big crime wave in Illinois. That's mm-hmm. not what that's not what the and pretrial it's fairness
0: Asylum broken open.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not what ending cash bail <laughs> does. It just kind of changes the way like our pretrial system. It it means that you know, you don't have to it's not about how much money you have uh, when you're when you're arrested and booked for a crime. It has to do with, you know, are you actually a danger to others if you're not in jail? Um and so and yeah, I think with the, the place we saw this most more than anywhere else was in the governor's race. I mean, Carrie, you mentioned Darren Bailey calling Chicago a hellhole. That's part like that's all part and parcel of the same rhetoric of that's
0: all part of the strategy.
1: Right. Of Chicago of yep. Chicago's a hellhole where there's crime and this law is going to make crime worse. Again, none of that is true. All false. And so Pritzker is in this was in the situation of kind of having to play a little bit of defense there. Um you know multiple uh, gary and gatewood of the illinois justice project who who we talked to told us that you know there are still probably going to be tweaks to the safety act uh and and to the to the pretrial fairness element as well um as we move forward we won't really know until january and and the general assembly is sort of back uh you know Kind of how how much damage this misinformation campaign and disinformation campaign did uh, to some of the core values of of that legislation.
0: All right, so I'm going to talk to y'all again in the hour to update on you know where are the issues right things about Cook County Forest Preserve get maybe getting more funding. Talk about the workers' rights amendment, and we'll see if any other races have been called um, at the bottom of the hour.
2: Okay, I'm going to eat some Halloween candy. See you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> oh, I wish I had candy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one Tootsie Roll while we were gone, while we were apart.
0: I, I had uh, a whole meal and a half from ooey it is.
2: Owie it is.
0: It's a little after 850. The team is back online together to look at uh, some of the updates for tonight's election. Uh, We can start off with some congressional races while uh, they haven't officially been called at this time. There's some commanding leads across the board Uh, and some of those districts we covered uh, throughout our primary and midterm prep. Uh, C money. Can you give us an update on the sixth and the 14th districts?
2: The 6th and the 14th are Northwest Suburban, and I think these are actually a little, Simone, you've got the numbers in front of you, a little closer than some of the other, like the 1st District, which, which we're going to talk to, which is heavily Democratic. Um, Sean Kasten in the 6th, uh, he was elected in 2018 as part of the quote-unquote blue wave. I actually covered that race when I was at WBZ. Big on environmental protections. He's a, He's a scientist. He talks a lot about the climate crisis. Six was redistricted, of course, because of the census numbers. He is up against Republican Keith Picow, um, who, you know, these are and um, pretty much consistent with what we've heard in other races in that cast in and the, as the Democrat, has been supportive of protecting reproductive rights. Um, something Picau and as a Republican has not. Um, fourteenth is Lauren Underwood. She also came in as part of the Blue Wave. Um, Lauren Underwood in twenty eighteen be- beat um Jim Over or in twenty twenty rather, in twenty twenty beat um Jim Oberweis of the famed ice cream dairy brand <laughs> and. It should be noted, uh, President Biden came just last week to try and get um, try and push for both of those Democrats to take those seats.
0: Yeah. And then over in the first district where I live, um, the numbers as of right now have Jonathan Jackson up about 78 percent, I believe, Mm. uh, in the vote. Again, hasn't officially been called. Uh, Jonathan Jackson has a, a very notable name because he is the the middle child, the th- the third of five kids of the the Reverend Jesse Jackson. He's a business owner, um, you know. He's a spokesperson for the Rainbow Push Coalition, and he's likely to replace uh, Bobby Rush, who was the Congressperson pretty much my entire life throughout the first district. And though it's mm-hmm. been redrawn recently, it still largely covers, you know, Bronzeville, Hyde Park, Roseland, and then runs uh, down through some of the south suburbs and, and southwest. Um, and it's a, a loyal district, you know. Uh, it has been, you know, a, a black man has been the, the the face and leader of the district for, you know, going back to Oscar De Um, And and so that that's, uh, you know, almost, I believe, a century, maybe, um, if not longer. And and Jonathan Jackson's platform has, you know, been economic development, public safety, Green New Deal, you know, Medicare for all. Um, and so I'm interested to see, you know, how he continues to advocate. So that's a couple of the congressional races that, that we've covered in the lead up to the election. Uh, Simone, what are some of the other statewide races look like right now?
1: Yeah. So a couple of races we've covered on the show uh, is the race for attorney general. That's incumbent Democrat Kwame Raul, uh, who's facing uh, his a Republican challenger, Tom DeVore. Um, and Raul is has a pretty commanding lead right now over DeVore. Uh, you know, something over 60 percent, 61 percent of the vote there. Um, you know, DeVore kind of rose to prominence as. Uh, he he filed several lawsuits against the mask mandate, Sir the state mask lot. mandate. Obviously, not uh, sort of known enough or able to make enough of a name to
2: to beat out the incumbent uh, attorney general here. And then Simone, also secretary of state, would how's that looking? That would be Alexi Genulias. The Democrat and then state rep Dan Brady, right? That Republican. is that is correct. And Janulius is leading
1: Brady uh, by a pretty considerable margin. He's got over 62 percent of the vote so far. Janoulius, uh was in a pretty competitive uh, primary um, because yes. Democrats were vying to replace uh, Jesse White, who's who's retiring. Jesse White has has held the office since 99. Um, so for a very long time. And, and he is. <laughs>
0: relatively well liked yeah
2: tumbling into our <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> janulius and brady both um they both eh, you know campaigned on this idea of modernizing the dmv which let's be honest is pretty low i think that's through, what everyone's but... gonna campaign on If you're mm-hmm. can- right exactly no one's gonna be low-hanging. like no
1: it needs to be less modern
2: that's what we need no it needs to be more annoying <laughs>
0: All right, we talked federal, we've talked state level. Uh what about the Cook County races right now? Uh Tony Preckwinkle was up for board president.
1: Yeah, and it looks like she is uh probably gonna win a fourth term here. She's uh upwards of sixty-five percent of the vote against uh Republican challenger, former Alderman Bob Fioretti. Um you know, We talked on the show about just everything that the county does. You were talking hospitals. We're talking the jails and courts, um, lots of other services that they provide. You know, it's an $8 billion budget. We're the second largest county in the United States. Um, So uh, and Preckwinkle's going to have, you know, another another term to to, to oversee all of that, Um, which I don't think anyone here finds surprising at all. um, But that's what's (laughs) going on. No,
2: absolutely not.
0: check-in. Two out of three is down. We've updated a couple more races. We checked in on the blowouts as they um, are occurring across the state and across the county. Uh, when we get back, we'll look at some of the issues on the ballots as well as see if any other races have been called. This is your City Cash Chicago next day live election coverage with <laughs> Carrie Shepard, Simone Alisea, and me, Jacoby Cochran. We'll talk to you soon. Back to you yeah. in the studio, Martha. <laughs> Oh my God, no. All right, it is 10 p.m. The results continue to roll in. We're back in the booth with the City Cash Chicago production team. Lead producer, Carrie Shepard, producer, Simone Alisea. How y'all feeling?
2: Ooh, good, good, good. Tired. I'm a little tired.
0: <laughs>
2: I just said it. I'll be there. you know, it's the I the, the adrenaline it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of snoozy, right? I mean I I there's
0: some there's I some tight like races that I think are keeping us up a little bit. A little bit. We've covered a lot of races to this point, but there were also some yes no questions on the ballots. Uh one of them being the workers' rights amendment. Uh Carrie, can you explain that a little bit in the how did it fare in the election?
2: As of now, right now, it has a huge, uh, it hasn't been declared with, I think, like half the precincts. It looks like the yes vote on it has a huge lead. And so this is the amendment that says um, employees would have the fundamental right to organize and to bargain collectively through representatives for their own choosing for the purpose of negotiating wages, hours, and working conditions. So basically, this was a pro, very much seen as a pro labor. Amendment to protect workers in the case of, for example, if indeed a Republican governor came in or a Republican legislature, which is not going to happen anytime soon, in, probably in Illinois, and maybe did a right to work law, which we have in nearby states. This would protect workers.
0: Uh, Simone, what was something else that was on the ballot um, that people had to give their yes or no to?
1: Uh, voters in Cook County saw uh, a, a proposal to raise taxes, uh, property taxes, in order to um, for maintenance on the Cook County Forest Preserve, and that appears to be passing. Uh, its supporters have declared victory, um, so it looks like there's going to be more money for for our forest preserves here in Cook County.
0: Yeah, we do talk a lot about our forest preserves uh, because they're dope and they're awesome. You know, nobody likes to see taxes raised, but in in this case, I think it's for a good eff- for a good cause. You know, the conversation we just had on the show right before you know, we cast our ballots was about the AG's office, but also the Supreme Court races. For the first time in 50 years, there was an opportunity for the GOP to flip the Supreme Court, which is going to have a huge impact. You know, we talked about access uh, to abortion uh, being one of those things. Did that flip happen in this election, uh, Simone?
1: It looks like Democrats have maintained their four to three majority on the state's highest court. Uh, So there were two open Supreme Court races, one in District 2, which covers several uh, northern counties. Um, The Democrat Elizabeth Rochford uh, has declared victory in that race. She's already a Lake County Circuit Court judge and is a former prosecutor. She defeated Republican Mark Curran, who's a former uh, Lake County sheriff. Um, The other race, just as an update, uh, it's looking like um, the Republican is going to win that race. That's uh, Michael Burke. He's already a Supreme Court justice, but got redistricted, mm-hmm. which is why he had to run. Democrats had kind of hoped that by, redist- by, by shifting his, this district and moving him, that maybe they'd have a chance of of getting that seat as well. But he has a lead uh, over Democrat Mary, Mary O'Brien. Um, he's got Michael Burke has got about sixty percent of the vote uh, as of as of ten PM.
0: As of 10 o'clock, looking at some of the races that have already been called, Tammy Duckworth, will get another term as U.S. Senator. Uh, the governor's race, J.B. Pritzker, is secured a second term. Uh, some of the races that haven't been called yet, but there are some some pretty clean leads at the moment. We're looking at Attorney General Kwame Raul, Alexi Janouli Secretary of State. At the county level, some of these races haven't been called, um, but Assessor, County Board President, Clerk and sheriff, um, the, the Democrats have pretty strong leads. Congressional races, I'm pretty sure uh, some of these have already declared a victory if they haven't been officially called. Jonathan Jackson in District 1, uh, Robin Kelly in District 2. Um, there have been some really tight races that haven't been called. Like uh, we talked a lot about House District 6 and the 14th were too close to call. You can find those numbers in our newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Check Hey Chicago. Uh, Sydney Madden will have all election results for you there. Shout out to the entire CityCast Chicago team for our uh, live next day election coverage tonight. <laughs> The name just kept. It changing. is
2: very John Oliver. <laughs> Last <laughs> week, tonight, yesterday, today.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Back to Martha.
1: <laughs> Back to Martha.
0: Back to Martha with the weather and traffic. Before I let you go, some good news to get you through. After I voted yesterday, but before results started coming in, I decided to get my mind off things for a little bit by visiting the Harry Potter Magic at Play Interactive downtown at the Water Tower. It officially opens Friday, and is complete with butterbeer, photo ops with the sword and hat, and even a quidditch skills training arena. You can check the link in the show notes for more info. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Go ahead and subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow peace and we got another election in a couple months so we'll be back mother